Happy Wellness Wednesday. How are you all? We're going to listen to a portion of a, a excuse me, a portion of a live broadcast. I just got a notification about it after it started. So we missed probably half of this show. It's um, the Stay Sharp Show podcast with um, police officer Lamar Sharp Sr. and Dr. D. Adam. Their guest is attorney and behavioral health advocate Corey Minor Smith and we'll be listening for about 20 two and a half minutes, almost 23 minutes. Okay, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. And what I learned is to not wait. And 
until you're in a crisis because that's what I used to do. The only one there was like, we're in deep with my mom being at the almost the worst of worst is when I would reach out for help. Now I, I asked if we could just have like quarterly meetings just to touch base. It, it was more of a proactive and touch base type of thing versus a reactive, what my God, what do we do type of thing. So, you know, one of the things, too, at our police department that we have, that we have a, what we can call out is we have mobile crisis response. So if we're out on the scene, like I said, they will come to wherever we're at and they will assess the situation. And the other thing, too, realizing how big this is, how big mental health uh, illness is. Like, in my community involvement unit, we actually have an officer now assigned to just, he pulls up all of the the mental health health illness calls. And yeah. he looks through them and he does statistics and he also tries to reach out and say, okay, how can we get this person help? Yeah, that's that's absolutely awesome. And just to understand or get some perspective of, of where we are with mental health in, in, in this country, there's almost half of um, adults who experience mental health issues and concerns, like 46.3% of adults will experience mental health issues in his or her life, right? And of those who get it, like 41, I say of who get it, but I'm just saying experience mental health issues and concerns, 41 to 43% of adults will seek treatment. But in the African-American community, it's only like 30%. So we have to understand and know that in order for us to live our lives the best that we can, be productive, um, and be physically healthy, we have to be uh, mentally healthy. These things go hand in hand. You can't necessarily have one without the other. Um, So we need to make sure our minds are right, our physical bodies are right, and knowing where to go to get the help that we may need. So, okay, so in light of everything going on, okay, so everything that's going on in the world, you know, we have this, this, you know, everybody's protesting. The biggest thing now is for, you know, defund the police. And for a lot of people that don't understand that, it's just saying, okay, let's take some of the money that we're giving to police departments and try to move it into other different areas. So, you know, one of the biggest things, too, is that now people don't really understand they're saying police officers should not respond to you know calls with people with mental illness and me being an officer for 20 years that doesn't work you know that doesn't work because now you're sending somebody who may be trained but here's the thing we don't know what level that this person may be on he could be on a level one to a, to a million you got this wide range, and if they're in a higher range, you're putting these workers in jeopardy of being hurt. What do you think, like, just about, like, as far as police officers responding to calls, even though they're trained, you get people out here that don't understand that. Yes, I really appreciate this question, and in general, it's not a one fell swoop uh, answer. You know, this is something that has to be addressed specifically. So you say defund the police, as you say, what does that mean? I do not suggest defunding the police in that regard, uh, like just totally taking uh, a portion of funds versus all the funds, whatever that may mean, because I feel that law enforcement is a critical part of the uh, mental health crisis response team. Those who are trained. So you have a situation, if someone calls 911, 
an officer or officers or dispatch and they're not trained at all so they're not going in with the mindset of this person may have a mental health uh issue or prepared to de-escalate the situation with that as a factor then they make other tactics that are not necessarily necessary for this person in the situation that he or she is in right at that time so i strongly encourage and i'm reading more and more about it again the crisis intervention team and how they have impacted positively positively impacted the outcomes of individuals who were experiencing a mental health crisis at the time and in my mind that's an ideal situation to have a trained officer or officers in addition to social workers or case managers behavioral health care workers who are going out on the scene um, it seems to be the the one of a safer approach it seems to be a more efficient approach and ultimately a more um, understanding approach to be able to again take that person to the hospital rather than jail That was that was real deep. <laughs> that was really deep. So um, we got one question, and this is actually my daughter. My daughter, you know, she's she's out in Vegas. So she said, "What are some things that you can do during quarantine to stay in your high, highest vibration?" Be in Vegas. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> really, I I feel I, I think this is like applicable to a question I get asked a lot in regards to self care, right? And we can hear. I mean, the self care industry is now like a billion dollar industry in, in, for, as far as things that are considered self care, like going to the spa and whatnot. But what is it for you? What do you enjoy doing? I believe that this quarantine, you, you know, while people have lost their jobs, a lot of negative things have happened. On another hand, it has given us more time with our family and friends for us to have self-reflection, to understand, you know, how we're going to get through it and what we're going to do when we get out of this, right? You know, this is time for planning. This is time for uh, writing your book, the things that you want to do in life, but you haven't done because you've been so busy. Doctor, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, he talks about having gifts. He said that the, the uh, graveyard is like the richest place in the world because people die with their gifts. Our gifts are not for us to keep. Our gifts are for us to share with others, right? So if you know your passion, I really feel that that is what gives you your gifts. What are you passionate about? And that will fuel you to tap into your gifts and share those gifts with others. And like, I truly appreciate you all having me on today because I feel my passion is advocacy for mental health. It led to this book because again, I was 16 when I said I wanted to write a book. I didn't know that it was gonna be like mental health related and helping other people in that regard, but it has, and it has developed into me wanting to do it more and more and to fill the space uh, in regards to African-American community because many of us don't openly talk about it. I commend everybody who does, who um, like Charlemagne the God and, and Shook One and talking about anxiety and depression and other people, um, you know, even Tamar Braxton, we recently heard about her um, with the attempted suicide. Some people don't talk about that stuff, but when you talk about it, it's, we understand and know that it's real. That's that acknowledgement piece that I talked about in the AAA strategy. Right. If we try to hide things and, you know, just act like they don't happen and no, I ain't related to that person. How is that helping? We have to acknowledge, accept and advocate in order to make this world better. Right. I say, you know, we had a global pandemic plus global protests. Right. For me, the equation.
equation, the equal sign leads to global change. At this very moment, while you're in quarantine, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Don't force yourself to that you got to be on a high vibration because you may not be. You know, I'm going to take you back to <laughs> this movie. It's a children's movie. It was a Disney movie about all the different emotions. You know, happy, sad, and each character was a color. That's real life. You can't always be happy. You can't always be sad. You know, allow yourself, give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. But you know you got to come out of it, right? So if you're reaching a two-week span and you're still in the bed and haven't eaten or taking care of yourself physical hygiene-wise, then you may need to, you know, seek some outside therapy and, and treatment. But ultimately, we need to allow ourselves the permission to feel what we're feeling. We're bored, we're depressed, whatever the case may be, and reach out to loved ones, reach out to organizations that provide services to help you if you need help lifting up out of your depression or sadness or dark space. Now, you know, thinking about colors, I'm your dark space. Well, I was thinking about if colors was emotions, you're a periwinkle. There was a blue character on there. <laughs> but again, you see how all the feelings work together. You know, they they create us as human beings. We're we're human, and feel, we we have feelings for a reason. But we just have to learn and understand how to process them. And sometimes through therapy, that's what helps to process them, right? Yeah, listen, I. I know everybody's seeing me on social media. I'm always out and about, and I'm happy, and I'm trying to. But there's moments where I feel like I isolate myself because I don't feel as happy. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I need a long time. Right. I kind of just put myself away, and I go get my doggy, and we just kind of hang out, you know, and paint. I find my vibration. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> Sharing your frustration as well. You know, um, I, you were out, I think, on like a little campfire at a fire pit and expressing your frustration for that day. People needed to see that because, again, you have, we have different feelings, different emotions. We feel things. We see things and experience things as well. So we may be that chipper person that people are used to seeing, but there are other aspects of our emotional uh spectrum if you will that we should be allowed to express as well absolutely absolutely so man you got anything else i don't we even went over i know we did i'm sorry but this was so good oh no listen it's all right it's all right because here's the thing like i said if you are watching please share this because your share and tell somebody put hashtag share because somebody can use this Put in there the hashtag National Minority uh, Health Awareness Month as well because I didn't know that. And I mean, that, that really helps. Yeah. World Mental Health uh, Awareness Day, um, an organization that we're hearing about a lot now is WHO, the World Health Organization. But uh, World Mental Health Day is October 10th. Um, but I want to share this. This Saturday, there's a Minority Health and Wellness Fair. That will be from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 1221 Harrisburg Road, right here in Canton. And there is going to be um, COVID safety information, disinfecting procedures, uh, nutrition and health tips, exercise instructors, and just a lot of giveaways. And I just strongly encourage people to please complete your census um, 2020 
register to vote, be ready to vote. Your voice uh, makes a difference. You are important in this world. So it's time for us to lift each other up to uh, understand the impact that we're able to have in our communities by using our voices. Absolutely. So Corey, like, so for everybody's watching, how can they reach you? We got your, we have your email. Is that correct? Your email right down at the bottom. What social media platforms can they reach you at? You know, your website, all that stuff. Yes, sure. My website is CoreyEmpowers.com, and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and a lot of information that I share is, is centered on mental health, so I, I believe it's just something that we need to talk about in our everyday lives and letting people know that the resources are available. So, yes, hit me up, you know, <laughs> share information when you see it, um, because it's important for our community as a whole. Absolutely. You know, I, the thing I, I just like, you know, Corey, she's awesome. You know, you come out, you talk to our girls before and our, our mentor program. You know, you're always out there and about. You're always trying to work for change and just love that about you. But I do have one, one problem. So besides, you know, we do have a couple things in common. You know, besides being mocha chocolate. <laughs> So keep excel.
her book is hashtag driven d-r-i-v-e-n she said it came out last year 2019 and her name is spelled c-o-r-e-y corey minor m-i-n-o-r last name smith s-m-i-t-h she's uh, she has a, an uh, extensive web presence, www.coreempowers.com or .org. And if you just type her name in a browser, I'm sure you'll get a lot more information about how to contact her. She... Um, has her own law practice and she either was a former or is a current city council person the first african-american voted citywide to the city council in canton ohio and she has uh phone numbers where she can be contacted and this calendar right online where she can be scheduled for speaking engagements. She has a, a web, a Facebook, so that we can all keep up with all of her events. She travels all around and go will go live so that you could see what's going on in her community and wherever she is. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Ant Fly is out. Have a good day. Bye-bye.